0: My buddy, the first principles podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to all things related to the environment, breakdown from the ground up. On today's episode, we'll be focusing on an organization that goes by the name of Carbon Collective. What does Carbon Collective do? Well, they claim to be an organization focused on investments, taking money that you give them and putting it into uh, environmental uh, or quote-unquote climate solutions as they call it. Now, what are these climate solutions that they are purporting and how are they actually using that money? Today, this is what we'll go into. And the story between Carbon Collective and us essentially started with uh, Carbon Collective reaching out to us, That one of their representatives and one of their founders, Essentially wanted to come to the podcast. They wanted to have a conversation. They wanted to talk about Carmen Collective and what it does. And at first we were a bit hesitant. We were skeptical because in fact we had coincidentally just done an episode that we haven't released yet. Um, on ESG's environmental social governance and how this is being used in corporations and large-scale institutions and how there's essentially a lot of greenwashing. And it's a very interesting episode that you should check out. But uh, it is to say that we're very skeptical from claims of using the environment, sustainability, uh, green investing, and taking these slogans and slapping it onto whatever you're doing and then trying to claim some sort of environmental credit or environmental score that you can then capitalize and cash out with. So very hesitant. Uh, nonetheless, we had a conversation with this guy and um, seemed okay, but when we followed up on the actual, uh, the, the, the way in which the money is spent the portfolio of assets that they actually put the money into, we realized that it kind of was along the lines of the status quo, along the lines of companies that really just use um, the environment, use uh, green as labels for uh, greenwashing. And it's unfortunate, however, it seems to be more and more common because, of course, there is money to be made from it. People are more conscious of the environment. It's uh, you know, cl- people are talking about climate change. There's, there's this podcast that they dedicated to environmental subjects. So, of course, there's money to be made. However, uh, we want to talk about some of the some of the faults or some of the errors with this uh, carbon collective. And uh, any thoughts uh, on Carbon Collective before we uh, jump in too much?
1: Yeah, you? yeah, I got a couple of things I want to add there. You know, the, this whole podcasting thing is new to us as well, and we're, we're, we're glad when people reach out to us, but um, we also have limitations. We're not really in, set up as an interview podcast at the, this time, and uh, for me personally, it just didn't feel right to have our first interview. Um, with uh this uh this company and uh not that we shy away from having you know interviews or or you know want to you know ask hard questions um but i think we both agreed we would have a more fruitful uh conversation uh without necessarily bringing carbon collective on to the to the podcast um with that said you know we're we're providing a tr- critique here, and we're critiquing the the, the theory behind Carbon Collective and uh, its self portrayal. I think that's key. That that's what we're we're trying to do here. And the other thing is, um, we're basing this on our own research from information that we have discerned from their website, third party sources, and our general engineering knowledge on this topic. Um, so I think that that's important to say up front and and also that you know why are we doing this? Like why are we why are we why are we talking about carbon collective? Well like we just talked about there. We are you know we just looked at ESGs. We've talked about carbon tax previously and this whole concept of economics, the movement of money, how you can use money to drive Drive change um, in this realm of environmentalism of climate change is something that's right up our alley. I think it's integral to um, providing uh, meaningful solutions to uh, the climate and to environmental issues, um, and you know that that fits right into our scope uh, of of interest that we do on this podcast. Um, like you mentioned, Carbon Collective is an investment. Uh, advisory company that create a, uh, how would I say, a a series of portfolios that aim to kind of pressure companies into addressing climate change. And they have a very specific set of ideas about what that process should look like um, that they refer to as their theory of change. Which it might be uh might be a good good spot to uh, start off on,
0: right. Uh, so their theory of change is what their guiding principle, what their guiding uh, philosophy essentially goes off of. And essentially, it's three principles. Number one is that they wish to divest from companies that support fossil fuels. Number two, they wish to invest in companies bringing climate solutions. And number three, they ver- they wish to diversify across the rest of the market, which they claim is already low carbon. So number one, they want to divest from companies that support fossil fuels, divest implying removing investment. So not investing. And As you said, it's a series of uh, various portfolios that you can set up with Carbon Collective. And what you can do on their website, quite conveniently, is select a climate-only portfolio, which, when you select it, tells you the distribution of your uh, assets and where the money will be going. So, Number 1, you have a distribution where you have the idea that you're uh, investing 0% in fossil fuels, right? So this is the whole divesting thing. They're they're removing uh, investments from fossil fuels.
1: Uh, and I can quote like right off their uh, webpage, it says divest from all industries that rely on fossil fuels. All right. industries that rely from on fossil All fuels.
0: industries. Right. And uh, so, great. Okay, so we're, we're divesting. Okay, so I want to figure out what types of companies, what types of assets you guys are going to be putting in my portfolio. So I select the climate-only portfolio on their site and it tells me there's 0% in fossil fuels and 90% are in stocks, 8% in bonds, 2% in cash, right? And the 90% that are in stocks, it's in the climate index that they have created, which is an assortment of companies that they claim to be giving quote-unquote climate solutions and what do they mean by climate solutions how do they define climate solutions it's not really stated i guess they just assume everybody's on the same page but when it comes to climate solutions what does that even mean because it's such a broad term like how do you solve the climate what is the problem is that like the word if you want to solve something a good principle is try to be as specific as possible but when you have a situation where you're not specifying you're being so broad uh, climate solutions well that could encompass literally an infinite number of things so what where are you going with this so small critique of how they're Essentially marketing and communicating and a lot of this really does come down to communication and marketing in terms of my personal uh, dislike and distaste with what they're doing. It's not to say that I disagree with the companies that they're investing in. Maybe some of them I do, maybe some of them I don't, but that's, that's not really the point for me me, the point is the communication side of things and how they go about um, essentially portraying themselves in one way, but in reality what they're doing is something totally different, so yeah, I go back to did you want to jump in there
1: yeah, I wanted to say that that is the main issue for both of us and and what I generally feel people can choose to spend their money in a certain way and 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 investing in some of these companies you know by all means who am i to say and they might be great companies i might want to invest in them too the issue i really have is with this whole ideology when you base something on a broken or or distorted ideology uh it, it can cause some serious issues and it's sometimes it's not completely intentional i get that but the the what we've been trying to do f- from episode 1 is is kind of tease apart some of the more outrageous parts of environmentalism and this topic of climate catastrophe and i what i get when i read some of the theories and ideas put forth on 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 their website is thinking that's in line with some of the problems that we've been trying to tackle and that's fundamentally where where I have an issue it's not about what you people do with money it's not even about using money to to do, make change i think you know if more people had an ideological framework of how they wanted to spend their money and they want to use that as a way to drive change in the world by all means i think that's that's your right in your rights to do that um, so yeah all I wanted to say was there is it's in the portrayal I think that both of us had uh, not a great feeling about when we started breaking into it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. The that's that's where the the problem comes in is the portrayal of how they uh, portray themselves, whereas what they actually do. So again, going back to their. Um, essentially, a little application on their site where you can make different portfolio um, options so selections, and then based on that, you have an idea of where your money is going. So, for example, if you had a climate only option and you were uh, really feeling really bold, so really risky, put 90% of your Um, investment in stocks, which are typically considered more risky, um, and it states 0% are in fossil fuels. So when you look at the, um, uh, the carbon collective stock index or their climate index, as they call it, this is where they're investing in the companies that they claim are giving them climate solutions. Uh, think companies like Tesla or companies like uh, solar generation companies, right? So it sounds really great. Companies that are helping electrify uh, the grid or just, just helping climate solutions so whatever that means. And I think that when you actually look at this list of companies, this is where you understand that their term uh, of using broad, that they use so broadly, climate solutions, is actually actually... actually really beneficial to them and what they're trying to do because it allows them a certain leeway to include a whole bunch of companies in their quote-unquote climate index which really at its core have nothing to do with the climate but by dint of some connection that carbon collective has deemed to be worthy Uh, to be noted in a climate solution, they include them in. So this includes companies such as um, DocuSign, I found this one was an interesting one, DocuSign. So you might be familiar with DocuSign if you have to uh, electronically sign PDFs, right? You know, we're living in an age where no longer are we using paper. We have digital uh, files. And of course, PDF is a common one that's used. And in order to sign your PDFs, there are various solutions, Adobe, one of them, and DocuSign is another one that's popped up. So uh, DocuSign is is essentially listed within their um, collection of climate index stocks, okay? <laughs> so, and, and what they say is DocuSign provides an e signature solution, which allows for digital signing of agreements and documents, saving many sheets of paper and transit miles. So, I guess, yeah, by virtue of them Allowing for electronic signature, they're somehow providing climate solutions. Like it's a reach. It's it's a reach and a half. It's like, are you uh, are you sure that? Yeah. They weren't simply creating a technology and providing a solution for the electronic landscape that, that they saw developing in front of them. Like, how do you know that their intentions of DocuSign were were for climate reasons or it was just, OK, people are uh, using PDFs. They need to them signed. And OK, well, we can create this technology in order to sign these PDFs. Like, it's such a reach for you to then claim, oh, they're providing climate solutions. No, they're just providing solutions, and then you deem them to be climate.
1: You know, and it's it's ridiculous. (laughs) And I think, though, that DocuSign would also promote themselves perhaps from that angle, the angle of being environmentally friendly. And the reason for that, like you said, has nothing to do with the fact that they uh were created with that in mind no you know these companies they look at what people care about and they know when it comes to making a pitch to making a selling point they want to hit the boxes that are the latest trend and people are concerned about the environment so i'm sure i wouldn't be surprised if i could find on their that company's docu whatever it's called uh signature they have something about how they're good for the environment it might not just be carbon collective you know, filtering them in, them in that way. But where did that come from? The, you know, it's this whole idea is that companies that were doing literally the same thing that would normally do trying to like act as if they suddenly are doing this for environmental reasons. You know, it's like, yeah, I know, you know, exactly. you, worked, you just picked that up because you could.
0: Exactly. Yeah. You're just uh, seeing the trends. Good for you. And you're hopping on the bandwagon. Good for you. Yeah. But we all see what you're doing and like, I think these corporations think the public is dumber than it actually is, and I don't know. It's it's a sign of a disconnect, maybe, when these corporate elites think that they can just do such transparent sleight of hand and think people don't notice. Because another one of these is that uh, these companies that they include on here is uh, waste management. So you may be familiar with them. You know, uh, every weekly, put out your garbage, your recycling, they come and pick it up, and. You know, they've been doing this for many, many years. And, uh, you know, I, can, I remember ever since I first came to Canada, or probably before that, there was waste management coming around and picking up your garbage, picking up your recycling. And now they are offering climate solutions. Quote unquote. Well, are they offering? Are they doing anything really different? Are they than what they were doing? Are they not just going around and picking up people's trash like how they were for the past 20, 30, 40 years, however long that they've existed? Like, what's different now versus what they were doing before? Or are you just, again, reaching, trying to find companies that you can bestow this uh, nightly, holy, virtuous characteristic of being a climate solution and including your fund? Is that like, it's just, yeah.
1: Yeah, I know. I want to play devil's advocate because... I believe some of the waste management companies were advocating that they were putting in uh, methane collection on their landfills. Because I always think, what are we? Tr- what are they trying to relate this back to? Are they? Tr- they're trying to relate this back to uh, climate and climate change, and and reducing that through reducing the the emission of greenhouse gases, and. Waste management, like you point out, it's been happening for a long time in developed countries. It's pretty good, but we basically are creating giant tombs, landfills of garbage. really doesn't have a whole lot to do with climate change unless you look at methane emissions. And I, I do think there was you know here, here's something I, w- I want to say about that is too, is when you look at the range, the diversity of companies, they really went all over the place. Like, we've we've mentioned already, you know, uh, DocuSign or whatever it was called. Yeah. But they really did look at a lot of different angles. Like, there's a lot of companies in there that I go, these are pretty obscure ones, but they have some component, whether it's, you know, batteries, whether it's the uh, hydrogen side of things. A lot of topics that we actually touched on on this podcast or ideas that uh, are interesting in this realm um there's co- definitely companies in these portfolios that are doing something in those realms so but there's all a whole mixed bag too that goes on to that so they're, they're you know you got to ask yourself you know some of these companies are just picking up this term this you know tagging themselves as environmental and they've really not changed some of them are you know but yeah it depends
0: Yeah, and and, uh, that is a good point that, um, you know, not, I I do believe some of the companies that they have listed do offer some some value in terms of, I don't even know, I I hesitate to use the term climate solutions, but just in terms (laughs) of just offering something that goes in the direction of clean energy production, renewable renewable energy. energy production. Yeah. Uh, things of that nature uh but again it just goes down to the, the issue of the miscommunication of putting all these different basket of goods together trying to wrap it up in this nice little bow packaging of cl- being climate solutions but meanwhile again it's like waste management okay yeah they're doing methane um they, they're burning off methane and okay like that's great but I mean, maybe part of that was just like they didn't want their facilities to smell like shit because <laughs> yeah. methane doesn't smell too pleasant. So they're like, you know, what if we yeah. just burn off this methane? Then it's just going to be CO2. doesn't smell as bad. Okay. And it's green. Cool. Let's do it. You know, like, is that a solution? Is that, yeah. or is that just like a practical thing to do? Like, again, the, I go back to the my beef with the definition of a climate solution. And yeah. maybe, again, I'm being picky with the words but hey where's matter if you're going to try to pitch it as a climate solution it's just uh we got to break it down this is the first principles podcast that's what we do that's what we do so, <laughs> 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 but so um this is uh this kind of ties into their second point of investing in companies bringing climate solutions right we as we mentioned they had a three-point plan three-point theory that they uh promote very actively in terms of how they will achieve their goals. So the, the examples that we gave go to their second point, investing in companies bringing climate solutions. I want to go back to the first point of divesting from companies that support fossil fuels because this is an important thing well, to bring hold, up. Well, hold on.
1: I think oh, sorry, go the, ahead. the wording is, which is even more uh problematic i hate to use that word but i'm going to say it the wording they use is all industries that rely on fossil fuels rely Hmm.
0: um so it's like ancillary companies and industries that aren't even directly associated with well
1: that that's where i think we're going to get to uh is that rely and use to me are two different words and and their meaning changes totally what that would Impl- uh, the implication of that because yeah. when you say some, yeah. if you if you say you're using fossil fuels it's to me it's like okay there's some direct um use of fossil fuels in a different form in different forms rely on it, it, it expands that out to you may <laughs> you just mean you might just need electricity and you're getting it from a you know a place that it, you know uses uh, fossil fuels to burn uh to generate the electricity you know there that's in itself, a word that uh, already it makes it very hard to, for them to meet that in a pure form. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: I want to put, put that out there because it is in this wording that uh, really there there is. I don't know about you, but my feeling when I read the first point, you know, divest fossil fuel companies will only change when the market for forces them to. There is a hatred. I feel towards the fossil fuel fuel uh, companies. And you go, oh, hate, that's a strong word. They literally say it in in their second paragraph that th- they have this kind of apathetic. they they think that fossil fuel companies are just apathetic to. Uh, climate, the climate movement, because they know, uh, you know, uh, that you know, they already hate us, so they they don't care of you know, just listening to us and then defying us because we've already created this this relationship. Last time I checked, hate was not a great way to make progress. And when you start talking okay. about it as being like we set up this relationship between, you know, the fossil fuel companies and 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 what we're trying to do here with uh, that, it's to me, it's like. You're already missing missing a great opportunity to drive home, uh, uh, you know, some sort of bond that can move things in the right direction. But you've already you, you've already given up on that. But that that's a that's a, the pillar of their their whole thing is that you do not sit at the tables of these companies. That was the old way of thinking. They say that they say people. There's this whole theory. You know, uh, you sit at the table of a of a company by investing in them and then because you're, you're, you're putting some money in the company, you can say, hey, George, I, I think we should go green or whatever. And they'll, they'll listen to you. But they're saying, we've tried that. doesn't work. Now we need to divest from them.
0: They hate us. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, so it's a very adversarial approach. I feel that. Right. Yeah. And okay, that, that's fine. You can, you can be adversarial. However, when we look at where the money is actually going, You do in fact see that, hey, contrary to their strong stance, they hold such a strong stance, but then when you actually look at the receipts, you look at the uh, portfolio, you see companies that still use fossil fuels so for example you have next era energy and they say next era produces 49.98 percent of power from fossil fuels they got it to that level of specificity 98 they you know very hesitant on that but sure let's go with that uh, of power from fossil fuels 39.48 from renewables 10.59 from uh, nuclear and 0.01 from non-fossil fuel combustion. While it passes the generation mix criteria of creating 50% non-fossil fuel sources, 2.47 of its power comes from coal, but it has a plan to shut down its coal plants within the next three years. It, uh, it exceeds state regulations. So they, they've just admitted that they invest in a company that not only promotes fossil fuels, but uses coal, which is you know the, the 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 satan in in disguise <laughs> essentially for the environmental activists coal you know and it's like okay I, sure let's not use coal but to me again i go back to the whole messaging and the the issue of the disingenuous nature with which they're portraying themselves as one thing we're not and, and again like when they act when the data itself when they they tell you when their little tool oh look there's zero percent fossil fuels, so you think you're okay this is great zero fossil fuels my money is not touching fossil fuels little did you know it's going to freaking coal companies like coal power producers and again i don't have a problem with that either but it's just like the like it's just the straight you're straight lying like you're just straight lying like why how how can you like it's it is
1: the why because it's anybody who doesn't do their homework granted people that invest i'm sure there's they're more likely to do a bit of digging about where their money goes but i think there's some people that you know they're trying to convince you got ten thousand bucks you want to you want to invest your money at our company oh you know on the surface we uh we claim to be this great if you don't look at it Goodness me! Where your money goes, you have like they—they they are somewhat upfront. Once you start digging into it, into their filtering mechanisms. Oh, you know, if they're you know doing over fifty percent, and we can talk more about this arbitrary fifty yeah, percent. it's like I thought you
0: were zero. I thought it was nothing.
1: <laughs> it was nothing, but and well, then suddenly fifty percent. Suddenly forever. there's yeah. Suddenly there's like, <laughs> and none of that is upfront. You got to dig for it. You have yeah. to, and it's like why.
0: And you it, don't even have to dig it's that a hard. It's like, it's like uh, ten minutes of looking, and you can see their portfolio says what what it is. Yeah. So it's like, it, like literally, just take ten, fifty minutes. You look at their website. You go to their portfolio section, and you see okay the breakdown, and it it just doesn't make sense to me like how how they can think that this is an ethical way of doing business and especially when we talked to one of the, co- the co-founder uh i think evan was his name or whatever and just the conviction with which he spoke and how they were really going to uh, p- make an effort to divest and move away from fossil fuels and all this stuff. And it's, it's just, yeah, really my, like it just almost came off like a, s- a snake oil salesman for lack of a better term. Um, so. Yeah. You know,
1: and and that is going back to my whole beef with this is we don't want people or we don't want to treat people like they're stupid. And there's a lot of nuance and things that needs to be explained when we're talking about uh, environmental topics and issues and, and what the realities of them look like. I think there too often is this messaging that somehow we can just easily move towards a decarbonized world, net zero, like a in a couple of years, and the only thing stopping us is these greedy fossil fuel companies. No, that's false. There are some great solutions out there as alternatives, but a lot of these alternatives, they have not been proven at large scale. It is not simple. It is not as simple as like we can, you know, turn this around in four or five years. But there's there's this idea and it's put forth even in the final bit of, you know, uh, this Carbon Collective's ideology. So they they talk about, because they invest in Coca-Cola and they immediately go, oh, this is probably going to, you know, raise some eyebrows. Like we're, 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 you know, Walmart, Johnson & Johnson, Nike, Starbucks. They're okay, you know, investing in these companies because here's the other thing. They want to make portfolios that make money. Ha! Yeah. You know? <laughs> so... Not all these uh, companies that are trying to make carbon uh, yeah, climate solutions are exactly have exactly have a great uh, ability to make money. It's actually really hard. Sometimes these engineering firms they go deep into debt. There's all other all. Th- it, yeah. Anyways, the point being is there are companies that are you know are tried and true companies: Coca-Cola, Walmart, Johnson Johnson, Nike. That they make. Profits year after year, like clockwork, great. But they they realize upfront that they they that this is an issue. So they they have this blurb here where they talk about, you know, uh, why they want to be, you know, uh, why they're okay, you know, investing your money in Coca Cola, and they say that unlike. Unlike what they're willing to do for fossil fuel companies, they think if they invest in these guys and be at the table, they can pressure them to <laughs> to move to get away from their fossil fuel dependence. To the point that they claim they want to make basically change all their trucks to electric, make their manufacturing all electric, all their uh, plastics are going to be done by bioplastics, a hundred percent. That that's what they're trying. This is their but utopian. So they just
0: said that they don't want to be at the That table. doesn't
1: oh, come on. That just doesn't work. With fossil fuel companies, it works right. for Coca-Cola
0: though. There's a multinational corporations that aren't fossil fuel companies. Right. 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 right.
1: Right. And but the here's the also the problem people think, "Oh, why don't we just switch to a 100% bioplastics?" Well, that isn't exactly possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, plastics as much as they have cause you know huge problems environmentally you know the pollution in the ocean is terrible microplastics emergent problem bad bioplastics the reality is you have to have large swath of land that you would would be competing with our food supply in order to generate the crops to make the sugars that you have to chemically manipulate to make into a plastic and these plastics then go out into the world and unless they're brought to a facility that actually can heat them up, they will just act like any other plastic made from petroleum in our environment. They don't just break it down on any great time scale. They will become microplastics. They have problems. And to make them requires resources. And the trade-off is, is for the, these large scale, like the largest scale ones are people that are, are making bioplastics from corn we're already using so much land for corn to raise cattle to to make the all the other things we use you know agricultural land for how the hell are we going to do that is coca-cola going to do you know make all their plastic juice out of biofuel it's just it's not reasonable it's not practical it's a pipe dream and and you shouldn't we shouldn't be advocating like this is going to be a reality it's just misguided it's
0: it's delusional yeah and, and like the whole fact of how they're they, they claim to have this um moral, moral ethical compass that they're using to filter out these companies and how they can justify working with coke but meanwhile uh justify filtering out other um there's there's literally um wind electric uh, companies so um, for example ACOM where that helps clients achieve net zero emissions in their buildings among other pro-climate projects but they say that they also work with many oil and gas companies it is unclear what makes up a majority of its revenue right so they filtered out ACOM which is I guess an invest uh, engineering consultation uh, firm Right. There's also other um electric utilities that they um did not work with, which were essentially solar farms. But I suppose they they had a mix of uh, other things, and uh, by virtue of, of being mixed, they did not pass their filtration mechanism, so you know you have these companies, their power generation utilities. Maybe they had some wind power generation, they had some uh, solar power generation. However, a certain portion of the because these are giant um, companies, right? So they might have assets uh, in many different areas. Some assets are nu- uh, nuclear, maybe some assets are are coal, some assets are solar. Right? These are huge companies, and they're not stupid. They they're investing in many different things. So essentially, they filter out companies of this nature, however, they're okay with working with coca cola. They're okay with working with these other companies that do have um what they say greater than fifty percent renewable power generation and again, it's just the it's just so disingenuous how they claim these rigid moral frameworks, but in reality when you look at the rubber when the rubber hits the road is they say they don't seem to follow that the, the principles the strict rigid principles that they claim to do and one of the um, And there's a word for that. hypocrisy. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I I'm pretty sure people <laughs> are sick of us saying this on 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 this podcast, but it just seems like we encounter it everywhere. And it's, it's this, this idea that you, it's almost like people are that a lack of self awareness where the, at one side they paint this picture, but then they execute in a different way that's contra- contradictory to it. And it, I know it's fundamental to being human and we all have that yet, but it's just like, it's crazy how often
0: we encounter it
1: when, it, when it comes Those blind to spots, it, you know? I, yeah.
0: And, when, and we all have our blind spots and I'm sure we have it too. And it's something that everybody has to be mindful and aware of, and it's, it's part of uh, you know, maturation as, as a human being, and it's to accept those blind spots and try to address them the best that we can. And I want to focus on their third point, which you kind of briefly mentioned, but it's to diversify across the rest of the market because it's already low carbon, they claim. So, uh, as we mentioned, they, they have various options, various series in which you are able to invest. So, one of the options, if you don't want to go the climate-only way, you can go, like, for example, core, and they'll decrease the climate stocks and they'll increase more of those um stocks in say for example telecommunications or maybe a BlackRock green investment bond ETF Shh. whatever the hell that means Don't get me started <laughs> <laughs> So when you so it's it's a bit more low risk right you're dealing with ETFs more indexes and more of a basket of goods so to speak So Like okay, if if you're not feeling super, um, you know, high risk, maybe you're you're feeling something a bit more on the moderate side. You can go this route because they claim, hey, it's it's mostly green anyway. So they have companies such as um, in telecommunications. They have the Fidelity MSCI Telecommunications Sector ETF. And they say that Fidelity put together this collection of stocks to track an index of telecommunications companies traded on the New York Stock Exchange. And when you actually look at the uh, Fidelity holdings for this ETF, you find various companies such as uh, Meta Platforms Inc., so Facebook, Alphabet Inc., so Google, you have Walt Disney, you have Verizon, Comcast, at and Netflix, and it's it's just, okay, th- that's great, but like, h- how are these companies exactly providing climate solutions or how, even if they're not part of your, let's say, green core climate index, how is it that they are green because you say, "Well, we can invest across the sector uh, because it's low carbon, anyways." So you're you're claiming Google is low carbon somehow. You're claiming Facebook is low carbon. Like what? What? What did these companies? Walt Disney? Like what are these companies? What have these companies done in order to achieve this? Again, this label. The, the this. Uh, the, the, or, or is it that you're just trying to justify investing in these giant corporations that you know are really good at generating income so you know what like let's just try to uh paint it in this interesting way that they are somehow green like i, I don't know it's just again another example of their disingenuous uh, marketing yeah so there
1: would be no meta there would be no google without the foundation of our society that was driven by fossil fuels and and this is a point i really want to try to nail home going back to the whole acom acom didn't make their list because either acom didn't want to provide who their clients was or they um you know carbon collective saw their clients and didn't like that they were supporting fossil fuels so they said no you're not part of our group and and you know acom is a firm their business their their they're doing projects for the fossil fuel industry, you know, and quite frankly, who they do their business with is, I don't think is anybody's business, but the, they are the whole thing about trying to convince someone to back away from these fossil fuel companies is, is this idea that again, fossil fuel companies are the root of all our problems. And when it comes to our current situation in the environment and Yes, they absolutely have caused issues, granted. however, i I want to always emphasize that they are not they are not some organization that we need to demonize. what the benefits that they have provided um, for the bettering of life, moving people out of poverty, the betterment of this world, is incredible and something even like plastics we would not if we didn't have plastics we would be transporting really heavy goods that were in glass and other materials we would be having food that would not last as long we'd have a whole slew of issues just around food production and food transport if there wasn't for fossil fuels so what i'm getting at here is is this promotion of this idea that Fossil fuels are bad, so the idea, and and you know they they even admit it seems to me like when we have pointed out to the fact that they're willing to put money in all these other different places, uh, and I think they say in one of their things like if you're not cool with investing in uh, in uh, Coca-Cola, cool, we'll we'll put you in a portfolio that doesn't have them. So they realize that you know everybody's going to have their own limits to what they feel ideologically where they want to put their money in, and so be, it, and they're willing to 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 kind of play ball there, but their whole premise is based around just demonizing fossil fuels. And yet, when it really comes down to it, they they know it's at the heart of like so many companies
0: that are profitable.
1: Like we wouldn't, people wouldn't even have, the digital revolution wouldn't have happened without them. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point because it's easy to just look at fossil fuels in this narrow avenue in this narrow light that okay fossil fuels they generate co2 that's bad for the environment it's the climate change so fossil fuels are bad it's such a shallow way of thinking because it neglects all of the opportunities and possibilities that fossil fuels have opened up such as having heating for your house having uh, the ability to cook and, 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 right, like cooking your feet, like literally like the basics of the basics. But we because we have our basics met, those fundamental uh, things such as shelter, heat, food. Because those things are met, then we can have these higher level existential crises within us. Oh, the environment. Oh, climate change. Yeah, because and, and and we can totally misplace our frustration with with um, what's going on and focus it on fossil fuels, meanwhile neglecting all of the benefits that fossil fuels have given us. And it's not to say that fossil fuels are perfect, however, it's to say that it's it's a really complicated uh, picture and a complicated dynamic and for people to oversimplify it and just say, hey, we need to uh, divest from fossil fuels, it's bad, we don't want it, duh. And like, that's, that's not the solution. But meanwhile, that's actually what you're doing. It's just like, it just, yeah, just doesn't work.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I, I, you know, I could just hear someone being like, oh, you're, you're apologizing for big oil or, uh, you know, what is this? Listen, we promote these alternatives. I, I think, again, we've said it already, but I'll say it again investing in companies that are trying to provide a way of of of, of cooking your food of heating your house, that doesn't rely on fossil fuels is good i think there are some promising ones out there um, but again th- this idea that we're just gonna go cold turkey and 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 drop fossil fuels out of our life and go to net zero is not something that can happen quickly it is gonna take time and it None of these technologies are ready to just jump in now. It always has to be a diverse selection of them and based on where you are and, and what resources are near to you and yada, yada. There's so much complexity to it. So it's, it's, it's not that we're apologists for the fossil fuel companies. We realize what, what they are and we're we're trying, to, we're trying to balance out this distorted view that currently propagates through websites like these. You know? Yeah,
0: exactly. It's it's uh, being being a realist. You know, it's not to say that that it's it's just yeah. Be, being pragmatic, not being theoretical, not being overly um, idealistic. I think it just comes with having a, a real eye on the things available and coming from the backgrounds that we do just having a more clearer vision of what is feasible what is out there and not <clears throat> because we don't come from some journalistic arts uh background it, it's it's more based off of the science and engineering side and we we see some of the, the the drawbacks of this and honestly i think um we we've covered a lot of the talking points that i had Um, I mean, one other thing that I did kind of want to mention is that, you know, they have this uh, green bond ETF from BlackRock, global green bond ETF. And again, it's just like BlackRock, we're pretty familiar with them. They have a pretty big, um, uh, a big portfolio of companies that they invest in. And I guess they developed this BlackRock global ETF. and. They um and Carm Collective uh, uh, allocates a portion of their investments into this. Now, BlackRock invests in. I'm sure many different things. Not all of them are in in green, quote unquote, solutions. Kosher. So, <laughs> yeah. So, it's just like again, like how how can you just state that you're going with companies that are doing um climate solutions investing in blackrock but meanwhile you know majority of blackrock's investments and majority of this portfolio are not in climate solutions like let's just be real so how do you know that even though the blackrock is investing in these climate solutions how do you know that the money that they're getting back from it they're not just funneling into their other projects
1: you know, and you know that's, know you mean? know, and it's like, like if, if you're going to exclude ACOM, I don't know what their net revenue is, but it doesn't compare to what the money BlackRock handles. If you're yeah. going to exclude them on their potential association with fossil fuel companies. How the exactly. hell, in terms of just sheer magnitude of money movement?
0: Yeah. Exactly, that, that and that, that's a that's a great uh, connection you just made there because it just again points to how they arbitrarily have these filters to demonstrate some sort of moral guidelines and moral compass that they use. Oh, we, we didn't work with these companies because they didn't meet our standards, bro. You you're investing with BlackRock, like, <laughs> like. Uh, like you don't have to search far and wide to understand like the, the, the things that BlackRock does and the investments that they are in, which is pretty much like everywhere you can imagine. Like it's one of the biggest um, por- por- portfolio holding companies in, in the world. Um, so, uh, yeah. So I guess uh, in summary, I'm not sure if you have any, any points before we kind of uh, wrap this up and maybe summarize some of these uh, key takeaways no let's 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 wrap this up okay so uh for me the key takeaways for um carbon collective is are the following number one they're using the tag of climate solutions for companies that are just kind of doing the same thing that they've already always been doing or just really Basic things that they're reaching out and trying to make it seem as though it's climate solutions when it really isn't. Uh, not to mention that they've poorly def- they haven't defined climate solutions, so you don't really know what they mean by that. So for and this thing includes you know companies like DocuSign as a climate solution, companies like waste management, which we're doing the same thing as always, or you know even some of them were like the uh, which didn't really talk about were like uh, pump and like HVAC companies. And it's like these guys; these guys have been providing, doing the same thing for the past hundred years, like just essentially HVAC and pumping. Like, like they're not, <laughs> they're not providing a climate solutions. Stop! <laughs> like, so it's dishonest about their front-facing strategy. That's number two takeaway. Uh, they present this rigid ideology uh, and this strategy, but when you look at the actual implementation, right where the rubber meets the road, they're pretty loose with the companies that they invest in. And that's and it's it's okay. Invest in who you want to invest in, but just don't lie about it. Don't be misleading people as though you're doing zero percent investment in fossil fuels, but meanwhile you're actually investing in, in, a lot in fossil fuels. And um, I think. Yeah, and, and this it really ties into like, you know, excluding stocks uh, that uh, such as like wind farms, right? Like they, they literally excluded wind farms. Yet companies that they chose to invest in were Amazon, were Google, were Meta. And they met the standards, but meanwhile, those other ones didn't. So it's, yeah, Carbon Collective um, left a bad taste in... Uh, my mouth. Uh, our collective mouths. Our, our collective mouths. <laughs> um, and it's uh, disappointing. And, and they do have some good solutions. Or they do have some good investments. in, in not all their investments, I think, are, are bad. Um, but... For me, again, it's the communications, it's the uh, marketing, it's the where 0% of fossil fuels. Meanwhile, you are investing in fossil fuels. It's the rigid ideology. Meanwhile, you're pretty loose with your idea, with your actual money. So um, I, don't, I don't like that. I think it's important to just call out lies when they happen. And because at the end of the day, this is First Principles Podcast, we break down from the ground up. And what that means is we're trying to find the truth. We're at the, we're doing this to find the truth. I know you said you don't like that word, but I believe that's one of the missions that we're on. That's one my, of my, my missions is seek the truth. And these guys, I see as liars. They I are not uh, honest with how they are spending their money. Um... And they contradict themselves, left, right, and center. So yeah. I don't respect that.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's the deceptive nature of it because at the end of the day, there are going to be people that are victims to this. And and in some way, they're the ones that are the prey and they are, they're being preyed upon. Their good intentions are being preyed, preyed upon because they've been sold this idea that here's your set of define, you know, issues, the things that are driving uh, catastrophe in the world. Um, you as a good person wanna invest your money in companies that don't contribute to that. And if you only have a shallow view of things, you might fall for that. And that's, I think, unfortunate. That's what I really have a problem with. I think it is, we don't usually talk about greenwashing of services, um, you think of it more for like products that you know somebody's claiming it's sustainable when or their or or their oh you know it's not even that I think green water washing is kind of just embellishing even how much benefit your 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 product has towards the environment, and that embellishment is definitely. Uh, occur or embellishment is definitely occurring with climate collective and i think that what is what irks me and 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 the people that that they obviously are taking for a ride if 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 the, those people don't do the research on it um and i don't expect everybody to to be like us of course not you know some people have other passions that are outside of engineering especially in the narrow view of environmental goodness we we have other passions too but it's it's hard to turn a blind eye to these type of things when you see so obviously from from your own uh, knowledge in the in this narrow area that people are being misguided and that's you know i might have an issue with that word uh the truth but it is it is you know uh it, it is trying to get at the root of something it is trying to uh, demystified as trying to get rid of the, the deceptive natures out there. And I think that is, that is uh, something I'm, I, I strive to do and I think is, is a noble thing to do. So yeah. Yeah. Climate collective. You just didn't, uh, you just didn't do it right. I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They did not do it right. And they, hopefully they, they do something about their methodology. They improve how, they communicate, um, and, and but um, I don't know. My my hopes are not very high, and I just want to touch on what you said there, though. Um, you know, it, it's like the truth, and just f- coming to the core of it, I think is really important um, because at the end of the day, when we are living in, in a time when the truth is so relative and everybody has their own truth, it's important to take a step back and say, well, maybe there's an absolute truth. Maybe it's not about your relative truth. It's about the absolute truth. And that's why Carbon Collective might think in their relativistic terms that they're um, divesting from (laughs) fossil fuels. But in an absolute sense, they're not divesting from fossil fuels. They're quite literally investing in fossil fuels so that is the that is the truth even though their truth is not that unfortunately that is the truth and uh, it's it's unfortunate that uh, companies like this exist but you guys don't have time to go over them but that's why you have us, that's why you have First Principles Podcast, so that we can let you know about these things that are happening, all of the chaos, all of the information, all of the wars surrounding greenwashing, uh, ESGs, um, the World Economic Forum. I, I believe you, me, there's a lot in relation to the environment, how it is being used. And that's what we're here to provide you, an analysis of all of these environmental things unfolding. So if you found value in this episode, please share it with somebody else that might also find value in it. And uh, check out our website, firstprinciplespodcast.com, for more episodes. And we're available on all the podcast platforms. Please feel free to give us a five-star review, positive Uh, review and all that fun stuff and until next time we will catch you later that's first principles podcast carbon collective Breakdown from the ground up the ground up
1: peace